Welcome back to another episode of Cape Ann Today. I am speaking today with Gloucester's Mayor Greg Verga about some city updates. Mayor Verga, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. All right, let's go right to Magnolia. There's news about the Magnolia Pier. Yeah, so so we've talked about it several times on this show uh, about the Magnolia Pier. Just a quick recap, the pier uh, several years ago was in rough shape. Volunteers raised the money uh, to, to buy materials to fix the decking. The volunteers installed it. That pier was pretty much destroyed, I think around 2017, 18. Uh, a new pier was put in its place with a new ramp and a recycled float from another uh, site. Then that was destroyed, I believe, around 2020. The, um, not, the, not the pier, but the float and the ramp. The float destroyed, the ramp was mangled pretty badly. And it's sort of been without those features since then. So when I came into office in early 2022, January 1st, 2022, I asked, you know, what's the status of this uh, Magnolia Pier project? And basically there was no status. It was sort of uh, in limbo. So I said, all right, let's kickstart this thing. So we started the planning on it, uh, getting the, the, the plan in place, the permitting in place, or, or you know, the process to get the permitting in place. And um, then we got, I believe about $400,000 from FEMA to help from the destruction of the, from the previous storm. So it's funded, which is great. Uh, we got the uh, sign-offs finally a month or so ago from the Army Corps of Engineers. Um, a few weeks prior to that, we got the sign-off from the state. Um, so as it stands now, all the materials have been ordered. Um, it, it's in place with our contractor. This should be starting August 7th. I'm not sure when this will be posted. So presumably by the time this is posted, it will be underway. It should be finished by the end of August and um, with a new float, a refitted uh, ramp that it, it was just being the, the bends and stuff that were in it were being fixed and a new gallows system. That was the main problem because the the ramp wasn't able to get pulled out of the uh, the water in time for the storm, you know, just got the, the hell beat out of it um, just because that's a really tough area with the, with the water flow. So this new system, this gallows system, will actually have it so the ramp with push button can just be raised right out of the water. So we're looking at, uh, again, at the end of August, it's a long time coming. It's, um, I think a, a lot of people in Magnolia, rightly so, have been a bit frustrated with the, the slow movement. But um, as I've said before, we're dealing with the slow bureaucracy of city government in addition to the slower bureaucracy of state and federal government. But we're finally there. So by the 28th, this thing will be done and uh, be able to be enjoyed at least for a few weeks before it comes out for the end of the season. But come next season, it's uh, we're back in business full time. Wow, that is good news. So, and you have updates on the Green Street project also. Yes, so the, the again, a little recap, the um, new East Vets Elementary School on Webster Street combined what was the Veterans Memorial Elementary School with the East Gloucester Elementary School. Uh, this was all done before I was mayor. It was actually on the ballot uh, for a debt exclusion. The, it was approved by the voters. The project um, began. The, the discussion originally was possibly putting the new school at Green Street, uh, down where the, 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 I guess, was the football field area adjacent to the um, Gloucester Crossing. Um, but the choice was to go with Webster Street, put in the larger school, which meant taking away what was the women's softball field, Meadows Field. Um, but part of the agreement was the field, a field would be relocated to the Green Street playground area. 
So what we're calling the Green Street Playground Improvement, uh, Green Street Park Improvement Project is well underway. It began about a week and a half ago up at Green Street. Um, the field is going to be very similar to what was at um, uh, Meadows on Webster Street with a lot, uh, I think, much better because it's a, a bigger site, better parking. So it's going to be a new 35 car parking area with room for expansion. The scoreboard and lights that were at Meadows, which the uh, the Women's Softball League spent a lot of time fundraising for and getting CPC money for, those will be relocated to Green Street. Um, there was some controversy, you may recall, weeks and months back in our previous conversations about the, the restrooms. The original plan, the original vote did not talk about restrooms in any way, shape, or form. But when we were presented a plan to the city council, the talk from DPW was putting um, portable toilets over near the field near Gloucester Crossing. Uh, there was a push for it being very similar to what was at Mado's Field on Webster, which included real bathrooms. Um, but after some discussion with the ward counselor and some members, current members of the Women's Softball League, it was uh, agreed that we would relocate it further to the Green Street side. So it would serve not just the new field, but also the whole park itself. So in addition to that, the, those two, uh, those several elements of the project, there's going to be a walking path around the whole park. Uh, the parking area at the Green Street side is also going to be improved. Uh, the basketball court is going to be resurfaced um, and better lighting throughout, in addition to the, the real bathrooms. So this first phase includes running the sewer line from uh, a manhole cover at Green Street into where the, the new bathrooms will be located. Phase two will be putting the bathrooms in place. So this one, again, moving right along, the plan is to have it uh, by contract with the, with the uh, construction company. It has to be complete by September 15th and complete meaning grass seeded by them. So we wanna get through a fall growing season and a spring growing season. So by um, the late spring, early summer, it's ready for the uh, league to get back into business. So, uh, so I mentioned, I'm looking at my notes here, in addition to the uh, the lighting and the walking path, uh, there'll be dugouts, and um, I think it's going to be a pretty good site. And I think overall, most people are excited. There's still some disappointment uh, about certain elements of it, but uh, I'm pretty happy with what we've got coming out now in my old neighborhood where I grew up. Right, right. Yeah, you can see that work being done as you drive up to Market Basket if you're on yes. that, that route. So can I just ask, where has the league been playing this summer? You know? I think they may have been at the high school. I honestly, I, I can't answer that question. I know that they, well, they've been displaced for more than three years or at least two seasons. So um, I, I'm sure they're excited to, to, for 2024 to get back to what will be their new home base. Yeah, no, that'll be really exciting. I think it'll be a nice addition to that neighborhood and it'll be great for the Women's Softball League. Yes. So there's also another open space conversation happening around the former school in East Gloucester. Do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So another part of this, uh, this, this, you know, um, horse trading that went on during the discussions and votes about the new school, the East Bed School, the old East Gloucester School site um, was determined and agreed that it would be. They basically traded the Article 97 or Chapter 97 um, uh, status that was assigned to Maidosfield to put it now over at East Gloucester. So we will be raising our AZING, the East Gloucester site, and um, it will become open space. So the, the discussion now is, is it going to be uh, passive or, rec or, or active recreation or passive and, rec passive and active recreation? 
So we've asked the city's open space committee to um, sort of be the facilitator of the discussions about this over the next several months. And um, we want to develop something that is in line with what the wishes are of the neighborhood, but also the whole city. This will be a city resource. So we've been, you know, since I've been mayor, we have not lost any open space. And uh, my goal is to, um, to maintain, like in, in terms of its existence and maintain in terms of its um, quality and expand open space opportunities throughout the city. And um, I think we've got this great blank slate ahead of us for uh, East Gloucester site. So uh, again, it's gonna be a lot of conversation with the public to figure out what is doable. Uh, the good thing for this for the most part is in the original votes that the previous city council took, 4.3 or $4.5 million was voted above and beyond what was voted for the school project to handle the, the rental of St. Anne's as the swing space for the vet school, as well as the moving of the, the uh, Meadows Field over to Green Street and to uh, do the East Gloucester school site. So the funding's in place, so that should not be an issue. It's a matter of coming to a consensus about what is the best fit for the community as a whole. And do you know what these public conversations will look like? Will they be uh, on Zoom at the open space and recreation committee meetings? Will they be held around the city? What? How will people submit their ideas? Well, as it stands now, they're on Zoom um, exclusively, but we are just a few weeks away from having city hall and other spaces open for full hybrid meetings. My intention is that our boards and commissions will start to meet in public in person again, and including that hybrid option for people who aren't able to uh, make it to the meetings. So I assume that they're gonna have their regularly scheduled meetings, as well as um, I hope they set up some subcommittees that are focused specifically on the East Gloucester site. And uh, it would be good if they could sort of take it on the road, but um, that discussion is still to be had. But I just wanna make sure that everybody who would like to have their voice heard has the opportunity to do so. And I assume you, they could, people could probably send emails to the committee too. Right to sort yes. of yes. Um, so I, I will see if it might be good to come up with a specific email address for that. But in the meantime, they could send their suggestions and thoughts uh, to the mayor's office, mayor at gloucester ma.gov. Mayor at gloucester ma.gov. Uh, so let's move on. You had a really nice event happen recently where you issued a citation declaring August. I have to get this right, or maybe you can tell me. Uh, August is Gloucester Mer Fisheries Heritage Month. It is, yeah. we're three days into it. It's a, yeah, it was a really nice event. We had, um, uh, I'm trying to guess, uh, visualizing the, the front row of some, some older retired fishermen ranging from, I'd say early eighties to my uncle, uh, Jimmy Verga, who's 96. There were probably about 10 or 15 of them who were honored. <clears throat> they were They were presented with the, um, 400th commemorative medals that are available through um, Brass Monkey. So head down there, it all benefits the, the 400 plus committee and all the activities that are going on. But it's gonna be a, a month long celebration of our rich fishing heritage, uh, history and culture. And um, a lot of things gonna be going on, especially I think it's the 13th, 12th and 13th at the Jordy Fish Pier. <clears throat> uh, there's gonna be um, cooking ex uh, exhibitions, um, I, the goal they want to have is to have every kind of fish, every species of fish that's landed in Gloucester there for people to see. So check out the uh, Gloucester 400th um, 
website, which I believe is gloucestermafour400.org. So we can confirm that and put it in the, the text of your post, but uh, that's the place to get the latest and greatest information about what's coming up. But the as I said, when I gave my remarks the other day, it's been a, a really exciting year so far. It's gonna be a great month with the fishing heritage kicking off. And uh, there's a lot more going on from September 1st to December 31st. So again, check out the uh, 400th website, 400 plus website, and uh, see what's what's still to come. But uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'll be here for our 500th, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm here now for our 400th plus, and uh, I've I've been looking forward to this for many many years, and uh, I, I think this is going to be one for the books. Yeah, it's all going so well, and there's there are just so many rich pieces <clears throat> to this celebration. Yes, it's wonderful to see the fisheries really highlighted for a whole month. That's yes, I mean that that's what brought many of our ancestors here. My my grandfather came from Sicily in 1912 to, to fish and and he's just one of thousands that did that. And and all of us, even those of us who never went out fishing, certainly uh have the industry to thank for where we are today. Mm. Well, let's move on to budgets. Gloucester received some very good news from the recently uh, passed state budget. It was at this point, it's been passed by the House and the Senate. The governor is, has yet to sign it, but it still looks pretty good. So tell us about these, um, what our state Senator Bruce Tarr and State Representative Ann Margaret Ferrante fought so hard for the city for. Great, yeah, so if you've been following, so our budget, the city by, by state law has to have our budget passed July 1st for the new fiscal year. Uh, so while the state budget also starts July 1st, they're not under the same constraints to have to have it passed. So we've been basically working on supplemental budgets since uh, July 1st, but it, it's got finally gotten through conference committee the, the House and Senate side have, have agreed. Um, it's, I assume it's sitting on the governor's desk as we speak. The governor now has the opportunity to um, to, to sign off on the budget or to do some line item vetoes. Um, I don't anticipate anticipate that the earmarks that uh, the Senator and Rep got for us would be on the chopping block for the, the governor's line item vetoes, but there are some good things in there. I mean, first of all, is the $100,000 that'll help City Hall for our projects here related to upgrading our electrical system. You recall we had a fire in uh, May. The We were already in the planning process for doing uh, a new electrical, new um, fire suppression and new fire alarm system. And then the fire hit in May, that really was like a literal literal and figurative wake up call for me that uh, we need to get this thing moving along. So I had just appointed the building committee for the, 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 the project about a week or so before the fire. And they were scheduled to meet the Monday after the fire. So they have met a couple of times. We've sort of put them on hold while the cleanup and restoration related to the fire is taken care of. Uh, I don't know if you can really see around me, but there's not a lot like my, my, as you mentioned before we started recording, my base that's usually hanging behind me is gone. They had, that was taken off site by the professional cleaners, all the artwork in my office and throughout city hall, anything that could be removed has been taken off site. Um, they were in here in cleaning the murals that they couldn't take off site, including my office, the hallway and upstairs. The staging that was in the upstairs is now gone. So there'll be a cleanup down there. And um, this, we, so far we're not hearing banging, but there's construction going on right below me where the ground zero of the fire tech place. So we're a few weeks away, but uh, we hope to be back in business. I mean, the, the, our volunteers who do a lot of work in the archives department 
have been displaced working out of a small space in the, the clerk's office. So we're trying to get their permanent space back up running. Half of my office is offsite at Browns Mall. Our purchasing department's been displaced, but we're not complaining. I mean, this could have been much, much worse. So uh, anyway, so that $100,000 will help go towards the upgrades that we, we need to get going. Um, another item in there is $25,000 for the Good Harbor Beach testing. We, you know, we had the issue last summer where it was pretty much closed, the creek for the whole summer. This year we've been doing actually very well, the, the testing, I don't, we have not had the creek or Good Harbor closed at all. We had a couple of days where Pavilion Beach was closed, another day or two where Niles was um, tested high, but the retest came back okay. That being said, we do anticipate that Good Harbor, we're not out of the woods yet for Good Harbor Creek. So this extra $25,000 to put towards our testing uh, our expanded testing. We're going way upstream to uh, some of the side roads to try to figure out what's going on. And this will help us determine, hopefully, if it's avian or if it's man or uh, human uh, um, caused. But we have not been able to say, here's the problem, here's the solution. So this 25 grand will help us continue the testing and hopefully find that, um, that exact cause and find the exact solution. Uh, the other item, according to my notes, is another $90,000 the Legion building, anybody who drives by the Legion, which is a great classic building here in town, um, you know, you, you don't have to be a historian to look at the building and realize it, it's in tough shape. Um, but it's a lot more than peeling paint, which uh, is in itself problematic. And so we are in the process of trying to get some pricing to do a phased um, renovation of the building, um, you know, painting, uh, dealing with wood rot on the exterior, see what might need to, need to be done on the inside. But we at least want to get the exterior taken care of right away. So protect, get that envelope taken care of. So we protect the interior, so there's no leaks or anything. But this 90,000 will go a long way toward the uh, the design and the feasibility of the project. Then we'll have to figure out how to pay for the project. But um, we know that the Legion uh, itself, the, the members have raised, last time I checked with Mark Nestor, about $30,000 you know, through their selling brushes, paint brushes for, for the project. Um, so that'll be put towards the engineering. Um, we've got some offer money, hopefully some community uh, block grant money, um, but we really need to get an idea from somebody who actually crunches the numbers and says, this is how much it will cost. Then we can determine how much we can feasibly get done before much more damage happens. You know, I have to say the 90,000 seems reasonable to me for to do, start with this project and sort of get in there and get experts in there. $25,000 for the testing at Good Harbor, that seems like a lot of money. And I'm not doubting that it's legitimate, but can you explain it a little bit that, I mean, will well, it be? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so we, we're required to do beach testing, uh, for, I believe from May 1st, right through the Labor Day um, at all our beaches, you know, so it, it's not new, but because of the issues at Good Harbor, you know, the DPWs, so that was the health department that does the, the testing I just referred to. DPW has been really doing quite a bit of extensive testing above and beyond what the health department routinely does. And this is going back since I've been mayor for almost two years. Uh, and as I said, they're going to streets like Stark Arc Heights and trying to you know, follow those tributaries and wherever the water may flow towards the beach and all those side roads doing investigations in terms of um, they're still, believe it or not, in that area, some septic tanks, and in some cases, maybe even cesspools. So we're trying to figure out, are they the cause? Can well, we get them tied into the sewer? Yeah, so, uh, so it, it it may seem like a lot, you know, to to scoop water and send it to a lab, twenty five thousand dollars. But there's, it's a little bit more extensive than that. And uh, 
this one has the solution has eluded us for um, at least the 19 months I've been here and, and several months before I got here. So uh, we're we're hopeful that this is going to uh, be a, a strong uh, help, help give us an indication as to what the problem is and just another tool or toolbox. Well, as soon as you mention septic systems or issues there, you know, it may as well be $100,000 as far as I'm concerned, then you get to big money for sure. Yes. So I have one more question for you. I talk to um, our state Senator Bruce Tarr every couple of weeks, and we talk a lot about chapter 90. And mm -hmm. he was concerned for this on behalf of the city and other cities that you the city has not received the money to repent that they receive annually for roads and bridges. Has that impacted you at all? I'm it, it hasn't slowed us down. I mean, the the, the issue is, uh, and, and I think that's the point Bruce was making, it, it's all time. So if the money comes through, but it's, you know, October, and it's not much time left before it gets too cold to actually um, do the projects. Plus we're competing with 350 other communities in, in the state to get contractors to do the work. So, um, so it hasn't slowed us down. We, we had our, our list. We've been picking away at it, either through our DPW guys or through our contractors. And, um, you know, we funded it. You recall I put in $3 million of ARPA last year. We really upped the, the road repair budget for the last two years. And I, I put in budgets from like 60000 to 350000 So we've been making progress. Uh, we, we've been trying to get back into the business and fixing the potholes on the private roads, you know, the, to the extent we're allowed to do by law. Um, so when this money comes through, we, like I said, we're already lined up to do what needs to be done next. So we're hopeful that the money comes through before the bills come due. And uh, so we're not waiting for the money to get things moving along because it's just, it's a very short window we have to work with. Um, right. Yeah. And the money is usually issued in the spring, right? Right. Right. And one of the issues here too, is it, it's at $200 million dollars. Um, but that's for the whole state, and it's been there pretty much for, uh, for I, I can't tell you how long, five, ten years. So we could easily, I think the, the number from the um, Massachusetts Municipal Association is we take over $750 million to just start to make a dent statewide on, on municipally owned roads. I mean, if somebody drops $40 million, on, so $200 million statewide, so Gloucester usually gets a little less than $700,000. We could use like easily 20 or $40 million to, to get all of our roads up to date. And uh, so we're, we're always trying to get, so when that number hasn't really grown over the years, but the, the cost of, first of all, years have passed. So it's more wear and tear on those roads. Plus the cost of materials has gone up, goes up every year. Plus this last couple of years has gone up exponentially. We could really use a lot more, but uh, you know, I understand there are competing interests at the state level for the budget. I'm grateful for the, most likely the 700,000 we'll get, but um, Bruce and Margaret, if you're out there listening, we could use a few more zeros on there. Well, thank you so much. Anything else you wanna leave the listeners with? No, just uh, wanna encourage them to take part in the uh, uh, Fishing Heritage Month at all the events. Check out, there's a lot of things going on at the uh, Maritime Gloucester, um, and as I said, the Fish Pier, and then events beyond that for the rest of this uh, calendar year. So uh, it's, it's the only 400th we're going to have, so enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Interested in a sponsorship? Email sponsor at 1623studios.org to learn more.